Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's episode 43 of Sports Talk with Josh, Marion, and friends. My friend tonight... Is one of a, one of good friends, I'd say, on Twitter. He actually follows me, which I enjoy, uh, and you should follow him. Uh, Dave Brown. His Twitter handle is at that Dave Brown. Exactly how it sounds. How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. So um, we're we're going to be talking Patriots. He covers uh, well a lot of Patriots, some uh, NFL topics, and uh, he covers the Patriots for the Concord Monitor beat writer there. And he also has some other interests. He has a great podcast, too, um, entitled Town, which I haven't checked out in a while, but I've uh, been meaning to. But, um, yeah, as far as the Patriots go, I, I didn't have you on before the season. So I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are from how this team has progressed from the beginning of the season to now. Um, I can say one of the problems I – well, a couple of problems, issues that they had um, before the season was I was worried about the offensive line. I was worried about the pass catchers. And it seems the offensive line may have worked itself out, um, but the pass what? is still a problem. Um, Whoa. What? Josh. Go I'll ahead. Something. You're, you're cool with the offensive line. You think it's worked itself well, out? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've, I've missed a few games. I was on vacation for a couple games, but ah. I don't know if I'm straight up cool okay. with it, but I've... I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in uh, Skarnakia to figure it out. Yeah, they they need have, they have some work to do there. You know, Marshall Newhouse, a uh, guy they added uh, three days before the Miami game, um, you know, has not been as good for them at left tackle as as, uh, as Trent Brown was last year. And so, you know, he, he hasn't played at the level that Isaiah Wynn is playing yet, and, and they need to, you know, they have some things to work out there. So, yeah, I, I think to me, that's probably the biggest issue with this team right now. Still, the offensive line, not the not the tight ends or or even another wide receiver. No, you, uh, you, you, wouldn't you know, I mean, I, I think I do think. I mean, we saw a little bit with um, with Izzo in the last game where you know he has some things to work out. Um. So from tight end, from the perspective of opening up the run game and a little bit in pass protection, you know, he, he kind of got pushed back into Brady, causing the fumble the Giants got last week. But but I think that, um, yeah, for me, it's the, it's the offensive line is where the problems begin. Um, I, I'm not worried about the, the people catching passes. Last week they were out there. They had one personnel group. They had um, – Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski in the game, and they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, I, I think all the stuff about if you can if you can block, this offense is designed with, well, with it was a great about quarterback. Goddamn time they used Gunnar Olszewski. Sorry to cut you off, but it was about goddamn time they used Gunnar Olszewski uh, as a as a wideout option. You know, I I thought I thought he could have been Why? used there earlier in the season. I mean, you, I mean, not like we needed him in certain games. Like the obviously against the Dolphins, we didn't need him or even that first Steelers game, you know. 
but before, really, you know, that's the why one I wanted game to take me back Hold on. Do you think they do you think they struggled against the Bills because they didn't play Gunnar Olszewski enough? Well, I mean, it's not just on one singular player. The Bills the Bills defense is really good. It's a, it's a top 10 defense, so um you know, no, I, I I put that game mostly on Tom Brady. He looked terrible in that game. Why do you think he looked terrible? Like what well, I mean, what do you think was you, causing when, what do you, what do you, whatever was going on, I said, what do you think the cause of Brady not playing is, you know, if you, if you don't think Brady played well, what do you think the reason is? Well, it's the only game that they didn't put up 30 or more. So obviously it's, you know, right. even in the, right. I'd say even in the games that they, they put up 30 points, it looked, it was like a fake, it was like a mirage score, you know, like they kind of, you know, against the Reds well, and sure the Giants, was it was kind of points that, well, it was real. <laughs> it happens. I saw it. I was I was at one of those games live. Um, okay, so here's the thing about the Buffalo game is I would say the reason Brady struggled is because he had very little time to work with. The Buffalo's got a great line, and the Patriots line was was um, maybe had its worst game of the season. And Brady had had to keep you know get rid of the ball quickly. You know, it's not because. It's not because Brady forgot how to play football or something. You know, he's, I know he's old, but he's not that old. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't go away on one trip to Buffalo because of Tom Brady. It's because there's a whole group of people around him who have to have a job to do. And if, if everything doesn't go right, he's going to be pressured into throwing sooner than he'd like to. And a lot of times he's throwing the ball away. So, so that's where I am with that. Well, yeah, with that Bills game, obviously we're going to give more credit to the Bills than 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 just chalking it up to Brady being bad. But I, I still hey, think that just in that game, I it it, it bothered me that game. Um, so we move on now. We got that Michael Bennett news coming out. Uh, obviously, you know Antonio Brown during that eleven days must have been some of the busiest eleven days of your life. Um, have they handcuffed themselves as far as a trade opportunity comes along? You know, because money-wise, you know, because they they gave you know a fair amount of money to Antonio Brown, and and you know now that you know they Michael Bennett seems like the most worthy trade option. It, Would you even trade him? I know I threw a lot at you, but take... it's almost as if you're suggesting that the cap is that the cap is not crap. Oh, I, I'm 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 a believer that the cap's not crap. I, I'm I'm not I'm okay. oh, I don't parrot Felger as far as that goes, but. So, yeah, I mean, what do you, what know do you think, Felger, man? Does Felger think that the Antonio Brown move handcuffed him? Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, he does that, because that of money reasons. The whole so cap is, right, that contradicts the whole cap is crap thing. So those two takes don't add up to each other. So one of them's wrong. Uh, and I'll tell you which, which one's wrong. The one that's wrong is cap is crap. Antonio Brown... Um, yeah, they took a risk, and what they did was they split it up over two seasons. So you know, there is a five million dollar uh, hold for this year, or somewhere in that range, like four to five million dollar hold for this year, and, and that's money they're not going to be able to spend. Because it, it means if they do make a trade for somebody who makes more money than the cap space, and they're going to either have to cut somebody or trade somebody out or restructure contracts, and yeah, there's a whole lot of potential consequences. Now, for a guy of Brown's talent, you take the risk. 
And if something goes wrong, it goes wrong. But, you know, I think, um, listen, Josh, this team, he was fine, okay? They, their margin of victory is 190 to 48. That's on pace to break the, the record for margin of victory that they set in 2007, okay, which is just under 20 points a game. They're averaging over 23 points a game. This team is fine. There's no reason for us to sit here and talk about things that could go wrong with the Patriots. Is, let me ask you this. Of the things that have gone right for the Patriots, what, what's the one thing that stands out most to you? Oh, it's, it's glaring. It's like freaking, you know, it's like the sun. It's like looking right straight at the sun. It's the defense. The defense has been incredible. It's the top yeah. defense in the league. Yeah. What, what, um, so that, you know, what in particular about the defense has impressed you most? Well, I think Stephon Gilmore has proved that he is a he is the number one corner in the league. Um, I, I I think that he he's proven me wrong. I I I was talking him down last season. Um, he's definitely shut me up. Um, I think you know even even without a guy like Michael Bennett, who's a, who should be a damn good player on a team, without him playing a lot of snaps, he's only played thirty five percent of the snaps. They've 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 rolled and and the and the other players, other key players. You know, Dante Hightower stepping up looks really good. Um, even even the role players like uh, Jonathan Simon go out there and make plays. That it, the addition of Jamie Collins in the off season that was huge for us. And he's coming out. He's coming out. And he's one of the best uh, defensive players we have. On you know, big playmaker. So I mean, there's been a lot of things that have gone right with that defense, and and that's why you know you see these you see these single digit scores from other teams on the other side because it's just ridiculous, you know. And there's there's some people think this Jets game is going to be a competition. You know, depends how Sam Darnold looks after having mono for all that time. But, um, you know, I, I see, pretty I see good. that defense. Pretty good you know, the I don't see your Cowboys. Darnold. Yeah, Darnold yeah, pretty good against I know, the Cowboys. but the Cowboys, the, the Cowboys do have, they, they, they've the had their issues, you know. Eh, Can't player of the, the week. We'll, we'll see what happens in – but yeah, um, I mean the the defense is prolific. It it could end up being the greatest defense of all of all time. And um, you know, I one of the questions mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you is who's been your like you know as a fanboy, I guess who's been your favorite defensive Patriot? So why is that a fanboy question? I don't understand. I I don't understand why that's a fanboy question. Like who's playing the? If I said you had you started off with. Who's playing with the worst? Like you work for a newspaper, problem? right? You're not supposed. To, you're supposed to be somewhat Hold objective, on. right? You're a journalist. I, I. But wait a minute. Let's. All right. Objective. We're talking about balance, right? The first question you asked me was, "What's go? What's the worst? Like, what? What? What's the biggest struggle?" So then, wouldn't it be fair to also talk about what's going well? That's not a fanboy thing. That's balance. That's just simply well, saying. That's what I'm doing. I'm balancing it well. out. All right, but but it's that use of the word fanboy. And and I, Josh, have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard the story of? I'm calling myself um, a fanboy, not you. I'm the one posing the questions, and it's going totally fanboy. haywire. This far. I, wanted, I, I want to discourage you because you're asking a fair question, and that term fanboy. Let me ask you this: You ever heard of the the story of the emperor's new clothes? No. You ever heard of? The, Okay, so it's this old, it's this old um, like, fable, okay? 
And here's the story. The king goes to this, um, he goes to this tailor, and he's like, hey, I want you to make new clothes. I want, like, the greatest clothes ever. And the tailor, like, takes his measurements and everything and comes back in a couple weeks. And he says, okay, here are your new clothes. And he starts, like, he says, go ahead, strip down, and I'll get you dressed. And he's putting the clothes on him, but there's nothing there, okay? He's just making, he made nothing. He took a bunch of money, and the king is naked. And he's putting, the emperor is naked, I should say, and he's, like, putting the, the clothes, pretending to put the clothes on him, and he's telling him, he says, anybody who tells you that there are clothes here, okay, they're, they're not fit for society, okay? They're, they're saying that because they're dumb. They're just, they're like, you know, there's something wrong with them. Now, the emperor goes out and parades his new clothes for everyone to see, and everyone has heard that if you, if you don't see the emperor's new clothes, that's only because there's something wrong with you, that you're broken, okay? Except one little boy is standing there, and he's like, Everyone's cheering, cheering. The emperor's naked. He's, he's not wearing any clothes. There's one little boy in the crowd that tells the truth, but everyone else goes along with the idea that the emperor is wearing fancy clothes because they're afraid of what everyone else is going to think about them. They're afraid that if they're the one who speaks out, it's because they're broken somehow, because they're not fit to be part of society. This is what that word fanboy does. That word fanboy is, is what people like, uh, you know, your favorite radio hosts say to shut down any uh, contradictions to their crazy takes. So they use the word fanboy. They use the word cheerleader. They say you're not being objective. Uh, I saw one in the newspaper the other day where somebody called them patriots plagiarists. No, I'm sorry, patriots propagandists, okay? Uh, you're spreading propaganda if you suggest that Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. This is straight out of the emperor's new clothes. This is the tailor's playbook. He's going to give you, he's going to take your money and give you something that amounts to absolutely nothing. And if you call him on it, he's going to say, it's because there's something wrong with you. You're a fanboy. You're a cheerleader. You're a propagandist. So that's why yeah, well, you didn't I probably hear me when I went on word. today and grilled them. I totally grilled them today, and you probably didn't hear it because you're a one-trick pony. I missed you it. talk patriots, and that's why I wanted to talk well, listen, patriots I with applaud you. you. I asked you a simple I, question, I and then you just give me a rant about how much I love 98.5, which is what every single time you and Mike Irons do when you guys come on this thing. Well, I'm impressed. I, I didn't know about this. I, I, listen, I don't sit around listening to 98.5, so I'm, I, if you were on the air, I missed it. Okay? What happened? I'm not expecting you to, but I give them pushback, and you guys Tell don't always story. hear it because you're doing your Josh. own things. Josh, I'm saying I dig what you're up to, and I want to hear more about it. All right, so who's been your tell favorite me, defensive about... patriot? Okay. Uh, gosh, I mean, they've played about 20 guys. <sighs> James uh, John Jones is having a really good season. Um, all are. I, hmm. But, yeah, you know the guy, I mean, the guy who to me is like just typifies what this whole defense is about in a lot of ways is Kyle Bear. So I think he kind of sums yeah, everything absolutely. up in a nutshell. 
He's having a really good year. I mean, that's a, that's a great pick. Yeah, I think. Because he, he just moves around. He's played side and outside. He gave him their nickname. The, the linebackers are in the boogeyman. I feel like I feel like if he's like Jamie Collins is too obvious of a pick, so I'm gonna I want to get cool about it. I want to say Kyle. There you go. Gilmore was so good last Thursday, though. Like what he's. I doing, mean, it, to me, yeah. it would be it'd be either Gilmore or Jamie Collins, but you can't go wrong with Van Noy either. Like I said, I've missed some games. That's why yeah. I was trying to have an expert like you on to set me straight. And, um, and we're there. you know, this next question is obviously another loaded question. Um, so you, I guess, are you? So you haven't been disappointed with Brady at all, or has it just been the bad weaponry? No. What's bad about the weaponry? No. Listen, they've got stuff to work out. I, I got for me, it's the line. Fix the line, and everything's gonna be fine. You could put. Look, if you if you can block, so it's all okay, on the offensive that, line. So Sony Michelle hasn't yes. hasn't run well. I mean, he, he only go ahead. Who hasn't run? Oh, Michelle's. I'm saying Sony Michelle, Michelle hasn't. hasn't run well. He hasn't he, because of the know? right. Because yeah, of the I, offensive I don't think he's run well. I, I think they could have used Damian Harris. Um, I think there's what? plenty of things that they've done wrong. That? You're coming out and Why saying it's all sunshine that? and rainbows out here. All right, so all I hear about is how, like, running backs are interchangeable. You can find them anywhere. But then everybody – but then people are also saying they have to play Damian Harris. If running backs don't make a difference, what's, what's so important about Damian Harris? What's the, what am I missing here? I have never once said running backs don't make a difference. And I was hoping that Sony Michelle okay, would make a bigger difference, be able to break more tackles, at least have some moves to him. He seems like he only gets the yards Josh, that are right in front of him. You can't break tackles when people like, – like, they give you the ball, and there are two linebackers in your lap. What – how are you supposed to break that tackle? There's no room to work with. You're between your own offensive linemen. Like – this identity is not breaking tackles. It's because he's getting hit in the easiest places to tackle people. Well, it wasn't always he's like fine. that during that Dave's playoff run open. we just had. He, he, was, he was breaking some tackles. He was making some moves. He I, looked fucking fantastic. Because of where he was, because of where he was being, well, the first place he was being hit. By the way, look at the, look at the pass play they had. Look at a couple of times they did open holes. He did break some tackles last Thursday. They were fine. They were they improved a little bit, marginally on Thursday. They did pretty well, um, but what's the point here? The point here is that it's not. Look, you fix that offensive line. You can take you, me, and Matt and Framingham, and the three of us could go catch passes from Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> Most of the time, but I I I think. Um... You know, I, I think with the addition of Ben Watson coming back, you know, I, I, you must be high on him because you have a lot of faith in the guys that are going out there, you know. Um, and, you know, going forward, I think Gunnar Olsen. It's not Jeff, about he, being high on them, first you know, of all. It's not about being high on them. It's just, it's just I'm high on what the Patriots do, okay? You say protect the quarterback. They have a scheme that is, the, the whole 
the whole offense was planned around the idea that you don't have to have elite pass catchers to move the ball. And they've done that for two decades now. Tell me the, tell me the, the number of rings that Tom Brady has um, where they were just loaded across the board with elite pass catchers. Like, which seasons are we looking at there? None of the first three rings. So 2016, Gronk was hurt. Gronk was hurt. Bennett was playing with two injuries. Okay, and they had Edelman, Amendola, and Hogan. In 2018, uh, let's see. They had that was the year when when everybody. Yeah, but I'm not saying we need an elite guy necessarily. I'm not saying we need any elite guy right now. I think we need. I mean, did they have elite receivers in, in 2014? Okay, and some people will say Edelman is elite, and you know what? I'm not going to disagree with that. He's just not paid like. They also had Gronk for a fair amount of these seasons that you mentioned. They had a Hall of Fame tight end, and that's been thrown out the window. Benjamin Watson may be a Hall of Fame tight end. The number is is two. The number of those seasons is two. They won Super Bowls with Gronk. Okay? And so you had 2014, and then you had him in his final season when he was not an elite pass catcher. He's not an elite pass catcher in 2018. So you really have one Super Bowl ring where you had, um, you know, a guy who was uh, an all-pro caliber receiver at his position. That's yeah, it. but you can't just discount the, the thought of how defenses in, this, in, the, in the season that you're throwing away, that how they committed to him and all that stuff, because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not discounting not, that. I'm not throwing anything away. I'm not throwing anything away. What I'm saying is that they've shown that they can do it. And not only have they shown it, they've shown it more times than the other way around that they haven't had elite pass catchers out there. Okay, with the exception, again, of Edelman. I mean, people, people vacillate on him and whatever. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, Josh. I just I, – I don't, I don't worry about who's catching the passes. Well, brother, let me reset you from where I started, where the season went, because that was originally where I started with you. I, I thought that that nineteen and zero was totally on the table, and we're sitting here at six and zero on a rainy October evening, October sixteenth, twenty nineteen, and I feel like I feel like there's a gauntlet of games coming up. I just, I'm just not, you know. Obviously, a team doesn't have to go nineteen and zero to win the season. We're not talking about that necessarily, but I feel like. With this gauntlet of games coming up, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come out losing a few, and you know that may be okay, but you know I don't even know where I'm quite going with this point. But to to mm-hmm. say that you know, say that we don't need to make any additions or anything, just just you know, and you know, well, that word with the guy with the guy. So that word, you know what? There are additions what? that they could make. I would say this. There are additions they could make, but I wouldn't say that they need to. Because you don't believe, because these, I was getting down further into my questions now, but you don't, you don't believe, you know, that there, there's other threats in the AFC. You don't see the Ravens as a threat. You don't see even the Chiefs still as a threat. I know Mahomes That's got injuries limping around and stuff, but. 
every single team on the schedule and every team they play in the playoffs will be a threat. Of course. On any given Sunday, you can get beat in the NFL pretty easy. And it's not necessarily about whether you had the best players on the field. It's about, you know, sometimes the other team comes up with a better game plan. Sometimes they have the right people to match up against your personnel. It doesn't matter if you have the best personnel. Because I, so I feel like this season may be about just like may may just be about the defense being able to hold the other team off, you know, down and uh Tom Brady managing games. Um but but like I mean, you know, managing. especially once we get into these upcoming games, man. What'd you say? Yeah, I mean Well managing the game think, is just making know, just because the defense is good doesn't make your quarterback a game manager. But yes, this might well, be I think, a team I think, that wins. This might be a team that wins on the on the strength of the defense. And, okay, I mean, just win, baby. That's all that matters. I mean, we can might we might as well just say that you know they're they're nine and already because the last three games on the schedule don't really matter. The at the Bengals. Um, then the Bills come to us, and the Dolphins come to us. They so all, those are three victories right there. They all matter. They all matter. And you know what? I mean, look, I wouldn't pencil in any victories in the NFL. That Buffalo game could – that Buffalo game should be, you know, there's no reason to not see that as a legitimate challenge. Buffalo played them tough last year here. It, it eventually, you know, escalated into a blowout. But, but it can happen, and, and – you know, they didn't play particularly well at Buffalo this year. Never that's true. Taking, I mean, that, that is true. I'm, you know, I was just more more emphasizing more about the Bengals and Dolphins part of that. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm worried, man. I mean, I I guess you know I shouldn't be worried at all because they're gonna they're probably just gonna roll into the number one seed and have you know the bye week and um, I'm not gonna say. Like Dan Shaughnessy would say, I don't think they're going to have a tomato can um, to play in, the, in their first playoff game. But um, and I, but 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 there there are teams that worry me in the AFC, and and that and and that's what I was wondering what what you thought. What what besides the Ravens and Chiefs, is there another team that worries you, or is that just primarily the the main teams that or the Texans probably? Um, you know, it's tough to judge that because it's mid-October. And, you know, look, whoever gets in the playoffs with them, of course, could be. What's the point in me telling you who to be worried about? You know, I don't really, I don't really see any point in that. I just know that when they get to the playoffs, they'll be facing a playoff caliber What's team. What's the point of even scheduling a podcast, then? What's the point of even having a good time together, talking sports? Because What's this the point is of anything? fun, Josh. We're talking sports. You don't have to get all um, Camus on me with this existentialist, you know, dread. But, you know, I'm just saying that this is how I look at things. I don't worry about particular teams like that team could get us in the playoffs. So that team get it's like when you get there, yeah, then they'll break down, you know we'll break down who's got what 
and what the matchups are like, but, you know, as far as trying to, to handicap games that might never happen with teams that could be radically different than what we have now, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to burden you with worrying about the Ravens for two months, three months. Are you worried about the Ravens? I am. I am. I am worried about the Ravens because, uh, you know, I, I think they they just got Marcus Peters, and I think that makes that defense better. I think Lamar Jackson is legit. I see him. I can see him coming in. I don't. I can see him going into anywhere and winning a game. He's not scared of where he's playing. He and and this you, defense. Do you, think, do you think he'd be hasn't afraid? Gone up to, against I mean, that many running quarterbacks this season and won't see too many of them. Lamar Jackson uh, and, and really the whole Ravens. Do you think? Do you think they'd be scared to come to Foxborough in January? No. Because that they they they've been there before. They they know how to do it. They know how to win in Foxborough. May not have been that that organization think... knows how to win there. Okay. Um I mean, the last time they the last time they won any playoff game was quite a while ago. Uh I don't know if anybody's still on the team either. But but maybe the kicker. Um Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think any other teams in the league are afraid to come to Foxborough in January? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, like, take the Houston Texans, for example. You think those boys from Houston want to come into a snowy Foxborough? No way. They're not ready for the climate. But, you know, those, those, those I'm putting that on, on the weather, buddy. But even I don't think that team would be ready. I don't, I'm not a big Bill O'Brien fan as a head coach. I think he's better off served as a coordinator of some sort, obviously offensive. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see. And then and then the other teams, I, I don't really see like a fifth or sixth seed, which we you know might end up playing. But I don't really see one of those type seeds coming in to beat us. I, I see really really about four good teams in the AFC. Or or three, like I'm saying, and then the Patriots, Ravens, and Chiefs, and you know, um, I don't see Houston as legit as 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 good as they are right now, and um, I, I think I think you know all 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 signs point to another Super Bowl appearance. It's, it's just how it it's just how it looks. It it just doesn't look right to me right now, and that's the point I was trying to get you. You know, it doesn't always have to look right. That's not what I'm saying, but it, I just want it to look better and and. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm spoiled. I've I've grown. I've I began watching sports in the year 2000. I've only known success from the Patriots, and um, you know I just think they can look better. Okay. Um, let Let's say that's true. I mean, they have a long history of developing during the season, improving during the season. I mean, is that something you can feel good about? Is that you know, have a really good coaching staff and are known for getting better as the season goes on? See, on certain, on, see, on certain things with the coaching staff, I, I'm, I'm more of a, like, say you asked me, Belichick over Brady. I'm taking Brady. I'm more of a players type of guy. The players that I see on the field, gotta, they obviously have to execute the plays that the coaches are given to them, and they make the moves. They take the tackles. They take the hits. They feel the pain. So I, you know, as far as that, you know, that that goes to players over coaches to me, and I'm going to take the players 
every single day that ends in Y. But, okay, but, so you don't have any faith that the, the players could improve and execute better as the season goes on. Given some good tutelage, you know, like like what they're what they're glaring issue right now to you, the offensive line. Yeah, I, I feel like they could figure it out. The defense doesn't have to figure anything out. They can keep playing the way they're playing right now. <laughs> don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I would I would leave that as is the defense. So, and then obviously the offense. You know, with Benjamin Watson coming in here, they should have friggin' never let him go in the first place. I don't know why they did that. It was stupid. Um, what? Oh, I would have. Oh, okay. You know, they they missed they missed weeks. They missed you weeks, mean, so they could have had him in here playing, getting reps. One week. So, you because know, that would have been nice to see. Had, and go ahead. Uh, sorry. No, I two I weeks. They could have had him for two weeks. No. No, they, uh, they, they only missed one week. four before. games. Yeah. Right, and then he was. How does that oh, add up? Right, then? right, right, right. No, you're right. You no, you're right. You, you're right. Two weeks. Sorry. Um, because I was expecting him to come back to the Giants game, and he didn't. That's when he got cut. Okay. So, anyway, I thought you meant when he was when they originally let him go in free agency. I thought you were saying they never should have let him go. And I was saying, I was thinking oh, that's no, ridiculous no. because. That wipes out the entire Gronk uh, career. But um, so I want to make sure we get through all your questions. Do you have more questions? Yeah, I can ramble some off randomly. Um, I obviously, do I don't know if he's listening to any of these. Probably not because most people don't. But <laughs> um, I, I, I end these with a six-pack of random questions for you. Not do anything to do with sports, oh, cool. so we can get to that soon, if, um, which is always a fun segment here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to ask me some questions, go ahead. Most people don't ask me questions. Usually, usually I'm the facilitator, so it's nice to be asked questions. Sure. How was the Journey concert? Journey concert? Okay. Well, you've been keeping up with the Twitter uh, posts. Um, the Journey concert... <laughs> Could have been better. Um, it was Steve Perry is you can't replace Steve Perry. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's the he's one of the goats. Um, so this Filipino kid they had in there singing, he was he was he was okay. He was kind of pitchy, which kind of pissed me off. And the the concert started at eight, it started after it was supposed to start at eight o'clock. Ended I mean it started uh, after eight o'clock, and then you know it was short. It only went to like. 9:45. They they started late and ended short. So, you know, overall it was worth the money. Uh, it was it was a fun time. We were literally sitting in the nosebleeds up against the wall in Mohegan Mohegan Sun Arena. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really about the seats, you know. And and some of the songs I wanted to hear weren't played. It was like a 13, 14 song set list. So, you know, I was a little disappointed, but overall still a good time. Cool. Um, cool. How's things going with you otherwise? What, are you a big fan of them? Are you a big fan of Journey? No, no. I was just, you had, I've seen you talk about it a few times on Twitter, and I know it happened recently, so I asked. 
Um, no, but my other question was, how are you doing generally? How are you? Generally, I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, I guess I could be better. You know, I, I don't have my license. Um, I get, I don't know if you knew, but I got a DWI. Um, You've mentioned you it. know, year and a half ago. So I got, I got that a year and a half ago. Um, you know, that's why you know I've. I'm happy to, you know, I guess release this on the air. I don't usually try to talk too much about this stuff, but yeah, I mean, um, especially on air. But um, yeah, it's 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 tough, man. And then, um, you know, I've had I've had a couple weird breakups with women, and you know, um, it, it it's it's been tough, but it's also it also hasn't been that bad. You know, it's 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 not easy being bipolar, um, especially when you're when you're compounding things with. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. weed and alcohol. So, um, you know, I could be doing Are better. Are you still I've doing that? To, I've been trying to quit drinking. Um, How's that going? I've been trying to quit drinking and eventually, not well. I mean, I'm currently buzzed. So, but um, um, it, it's well, it's been weighing on my mind, man. So, um, it's it's definitely. Well, I'm not, I'm not being the I best think, me I right think, now. I think it's encouraging that. Um, you're aware of it. Like this is something you think um, that that you observe and that you want to deal with. And, and you know that's that's the biggest hurdle to overcome. And now you have to, you know, you if you really want it, and you desire it, you'll put together a plan, and you'll, uh, you know, you'll get there. That's what I think. Yeah, it's um. You know, I've had a lot of a lot of things float around the mind. You know, people tell you to, you know, you just got to man up. Um, you know, you hear you hear very oh, I don't think... thoughts. Um, yeah, so, you know, you I know, think like, look, do you have a support system? Oh yeah, you know, have you of tried course. Going to yeah. Like, like, have you have you tried going to like uh, like AA or or some you know. A place like that where yeah, but I've been to AA when I've been to AA, but I just you know went for a day and never went back, you know, because I just always went back to drinking. So I didn't want to look fraudulent and be currently active drinking while I'm in AA because you know when I take on the AA, I want to do it all, you know, genuinely and um, organically and and sure. not not fake, you know. Some people will go in, some people will go in there boozed, you know. So I I want I want to do it real. I, I want to. I want to do it to the fullest, so, um, you know, and then, you know, the alcoholic mind will just always give you another reason to drink. Obviously, sports is a big trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I love freaking having a cold one and watching the game, you know, so um, I'm obviously not going to give up sports, but I need to give up having that cold one and replace it for something else, you know. Well, I'll tell you, it's not on the same level, but... Um... I mean, the way the way that you talk about these things reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, stuff that I've gone through with sugar, like just stress eating and then, you know, the triggers and, and the stuff that I would just start stuffing my face with garbage. And, you know, I just kind of decided earlier this year, like, I'm cutting sugar out. And, you know, it... it all of those little demons in my head were always getting me to do things, and I just kind of focused on that one thing, and I said, listen, I'm just going to, every day, I'm just going to 
turn down my choices for sugar. And, and yeah, it started off small, but now, um, but but now it's it's nine and a half months later, and um, I can see some of the benefits of it. And you know, I lost like forty. I lost like uh, thirty-five pounds. And um, yeah, like I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you you can't conquer it all in a day, and you have to get in there. Um, don't worry about being the best at it. Like when I started exercising again and, and really getting into exercise, uh, I started off very. Um, like, I remember saying to myself, like, why am I still trying to exercise the way I did 10 years ago? You know, I got to adjust in, into the reality for me and take things really slow and build up. And so, you know, my advice would be don't worry about doing the best. Don't worry about just get there and do those little, those, those steps and give them, you know, give yourself a chance to improve slowly. You don't have to fix everything in a day. Just take one little one uh, baby step at a time and get where you're going. That's my advice. Well, the thing about me is I'm my own worst enemy. You know, I'm I you know I always find a way to beat myself up. You know, I feel like you know, sure. I'm 28. I'm a dropout from college. Like you know, I've got a failing podcast. You know, I've always tried to try to break through in journalism somehow. Josh it hasn't happened yet. You know, Josh, your podcast, uh, your your podcast doesn't fail until you stop doing it. It's not a failing. It's not a failing podcast until you stop doing it. You know, as for the other stuff, eat. Look, I, I've I, I've lived all of that. I, I understand um, how the weight of all of those things that can come down. You know, I still live with and, my mom. I'm friggin' twenty eight. I haven't been out of my old yet. Well, you know what, man? You do those things on your time. And, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to focus on, there, there are a lot of negative things you can focus on. I would just say this. I would just say, you know, find some good things and, and start there. Go there. Build a little off each day. You know, if at the very least, if, if you can put some distance between you and alcohol, then that'll give you something good to feel, you know, something to feel good about. And you can work from that. And it will, it, it'll just improve your physically. It'll improve your physical condition. You can, um, you'll, you'll have more energy and, you know, um, you don't have to worry about hangovers anymore. There's just, there's just a whole bunch of things that, uh, a whole bunch of physical benefits, and which is obvious, but but you know what? When you personally are feeling it, it will make a difference in your life. So, you know, but but look, I'm not I'm not a professional or anything. Get to a meeting, start there. Go to one meeting. What can that hurt, right? I mean, if it doesn't work out, okay. But get get but you but it doesn't. It definitely doesn't work out. It's like the podcast. If you do it, you're not failing. Yeah, you know, you know, like anyone would do, you know, you just look at the numbers and stuff sometimes, and you know that's why I've had a, you know, sometimes a lot of pretty long breaks in between I do them because it's like, whether it's scheduling mm -hmm. conflicts or you know I just 
break down and say, you know, I can't do it tonight. And, um, you know, I've had to cancel, like, with Greg Bedard and stuff before. So, <clears throat> I mean, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. I, I am grateful for the things I do have in my life. It's it's not anything about that. It's just, it's just you know, it's just, it, I guess it's, it, I'm always projecting the future. I'm always worried about that. And, you know, I got to get more into living in the moment and, you know, getting small victories instead of looking for huge goals at one go. that need time to manifest themselves. You know, so. Man, when I've had when I've had tough because the license because um, getting the license back is a is a big thing. It's it's been tough, man. It's, yeah. You know. Um, well, how when are you eligible? When are you eligible? When are you eligible to get your license? I, I got to go through a bunch of stuff. I got to I got to you know. Um, it was a state of New Hampshire that I got uh caught in so um i gotta go back and set up an intake appointment with them where i do like this test to see you know they give you like a recidivism score and stuff and i gotta go through all that again and yeah. then um you know and then i gotta meet with a drug and alcohol counselor again and you know they 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 let yeah they let me get off e- easy early on if i had, if i had stuck with the program and you know i would have had my license back i could have been doing uh. great things i could have been covering the low spinners again you know but um you know it's just been easy, way easier to reach for the drink than to to um you know focus on the things that that i should be working on and you know it, it's mm-hmm. been tough man you know so and and then you know, I've heard people tell me, oh, you're not bipolar, you're just a fucking alcoholic pothead, you know, so it's like, I don't know, it's it's, it's tough whether to know, it's tough to know what's going on in my mind, whether it's hour by hour or minute by minute, so. Um, right, well, look, my, you know, uh, it, look, it, my it, advice boils down to two, to two simple things. First of all, just ignore the haters. It's not worth your time, and it's not going to help you get where you want to go. And Second, you know, like I say, get to get this, get to a meeting, get into a program, like do something, do that for yourself. Um, you know, everything else, all that other stuff will fall into place. And I mean, this is what the state of New Hampshire was, was trying to get across to you. What sooner or later you're going to have to get into this program, and and they're holding your license over your head to do it. But you know, the universe is sending you the sign, man. Go do that. Go get into a program, and you know. It might, listen, it might not be perfect. It might not work out. Relapse happens. But go start. Go do it. And then if if and when, it's like it's like Coach Belichick says, like, you know, you play the game that's in front of you. If and when that happens, then you'll deal with it. But for now, just focus on dealing with it. Getting into a program, just cross that. Take that first step on the journey of, of 10,000. Right? Yeah, because it's been, um, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, it's just been um, just been tough to get it started, you know, even just I know, one man. day together. I know. So, um, I get it, dude. I totally, I, listen, I told myself I was going to diet, uh, you know, 100 times, and it's okay to eat whatever I want this weekend because on Monday I'm going to be – that, uh, that's it. I'm never going to eat a bad thing again come Monday, so I better eat on Saturday. I can my face with Chinese food and, you know, little Debbie's, right? But but it, it was never working out that way. So at some point, I just had to shut everything down. I had to say, like, you know, um, 
Let's, uh, I'm going to skip some uh, holiday parties. I'm going to gear myself up slowly and get ready to, to get into this. And, and you know, I, I made a couple of changes that have had a, a very positive impact in my life. And that's just what it starts with. You know, it's like you said, small victories. Go make a couple of changes. Don't worry about, don't worry about being perfect tomorrow. Just, just, listen, human beings enjoy new things. Go try a couple, okay? Go try some new things that are, that are positive and can help you put some distance between you and alcohol. That's my advice. And your, your brain will just enjoy the new experience if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. But uh, so why don't we yeah, do let's these, get to why these why six random things? questions. Yeah, let's do it. Bring it on. All right, some of it's inspired from my life. So uh, question number one, uh, this is a Mohegan Sun-inspired question. Do you enjoy gambling? I do. And what do you like to play? You a roulette type of guy, blackjack? You get on the poker table? What do you do? You a slot type of guy? So my favorite way to gamble is at the sports book. Um, I like to, if I go to Vegas, for example, I like to sit down, watch football, and drink beer, and play at the sports book. And I usually do okay um, on college football and NFL, so I have a good time. But as far as other games go, I, you know, I like poker. I have a good time playing poker. And, and craps. Um, you know, poker is the kind of game where you got to sit there and you got to make a lot of decisions. So you want to have a clear head. But if you're tired and you're just having fun, craps is a game that I like to do. I like to roll the dice. Um, I, I, actually, I actually rolled craps with I actually rolled craps with Steve Lyons once in Vegas. Epic. He just came up he came That's up epic. to our table. He came up to our table and he and by the way, had been at the same hotel playing craps. Uh, on the same weekend the previous year, my friends had played with him before, and they told the story about how they bumped into Steve. And then he came walking up to our table um, that night, the, the first second time my friends were with him. Anyway, it was really interesting because he, he seemed to know how everybody liked to play craps. He just very quickly observed and picked up what everybody's game was as if he were giving you the book on a picture, like what they like to throw. Steve Lyons, it was, it was crazy observant. Um, and but he kept his pants on the whole time. So good for him. <laughs> All righty. So now we're we'll on to question number two. Are you a fan of pumpkin flavored things? No. Next question. No. Next question. All right. Next, uh, next question. Pumpkin is good pumpkin product. is garbage. Go ahead. Yeah, you don't like a you don't like a nice uh, pumpkin iced coffee every now and then. Um, that's what I like to really no. indulge in. They got some pumpkin. No. I don't All understand. Right. I don't understand anybody who's like, hey, you know what's wrong with this thing? There's no pumpkin in it. I don't. I don't. That I I've never seen anybody pick up a pumpkin and eat it because they're not tasty. Uh, all right, go ahead. Pumpkin Let's seeds think. are good. I do like me some pumpkin seeds as well. You know what? Uh, straight talk. <laughs> but, I do like I, I I do like I do like pumpkin seeds. <laughs> so there's something out of a pumpkin. 
<laughs> there you go. All right, here's a, here's a weird one for you. Question number three. Do you believe good products don't need advertisements? Like the high shelf stuff, no. you know, you don't see you don't see too many uh Versace commercials, you know, you don't see too many uh of that high class stuff. Do you do you like advertising yeah, but that's the products that not, you like that's because that's because they're not trying to sell that stuff to us. So they put that stuff in places where um wealthy people can be persuaded and that's probably not a life we don't know about uh, (laughs) that's true well that's exactly right that's exactly right i think that even great products need advertising i think um you know it's just true like if somebody tomorrow start came out and started writing about the patriots and it was like the greatest writing you ever saw the person would have a tremendous disadvantage by not being, if they weren't in the public eye, I mean, like, they could, they could post their Facebook, post their Twitter. To generate buzz in that product would be, it would be almost impossible. But you could have somebody doing the worst possible writing. If you put it in the Boston Globe, it's going to get a ton of eyeballs. It's gonna, people are going to know who that person is. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, this guy is so great. But no, it was just garbage the whole time. They just put it in the biggest newspaper where everybody could see it. If you could imagine such a thing. I could imagine. I could imagine. Okay. All right. So this question okay. number four coming up here. This is inspired by uh, my favorite news channel, uh, WCVB, uh, Channel 5 out here in Massachusetts. Um, I saw this. There's a thing called Rage Yoga, <laughs> I guess. What... What's that included is um, loud music, cursing, and alcohol. I'm assuming you're up for that. Would you do rage yoga? Can I just do the rage? Just the rage do part. To, do I have to stretch? Well, the ra- Listen. I know. Listen. Someone was like, I'm, oh, it's just pretty much drunk stretching. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah. All right. Exactly. So you're just not, more of a rage type of I'm guy. I like the- that. I'm not trying to be the best at stretching, okay? Just, I'm, I'm happy just being angry. I don't, need, uh, I, don't, I don't need to stretch while I'm angry. There we go. Okay, we'll move on to question number five. Uh, do you have a shower radio, or do you sing in the shower? You know, um, a song pops into your mind, you just start jiving? No. No. Should you get a shower a, radio? Are you interested fan. in a shower radio? Are you trying to sell me one? Not really a shower singer? <laughs> I'm not a shower singer, and I don't listen to the radio in the shower. Um, yeah, no. That's not really necessary for me. See, because when I'm in the shower, it's a really good spot for thinking for me. It's somewhere where my great thoughts come mm-hmm. from when I'm in the shower. I don't know why. You know, it's it's weird. Some people have great thoughts other places. Mine are in the shower. So I do have a so shower next time I, I hear haven't you. hooked it up yet. Next time I hear you Go express ahead. a great thought, I'll know that that came from the shower. Probably, yeah, probably soon after a shower. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we'll wrap it up here with question good number shower. six. What do you have a good Thanks, eye for? Go. Like some people have a good eye for furniture. You know, for for friggin' art. What 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 do you have a good eye for? Bullshit. 
bullshit than when to call it, huh? That's right. That's I like bullshit. it. I'm like right away. I'm like that's some bullshit. That's I think I have, I have a pretty good eye for it. I like it. I like it. That that's something I was I didn't expect. So I'm I'm liking that. Um, I don't know if you're probably up against it now here. We went way longer than we uh, probably anticipated. So um, hey. I guess we'll wrap it up here. I've opened up a lot about my life. Dave has opened up a lot about his. Um, sorry things got a little testy with you early on, um, but, you know, that's that's what, what fun's about, and that's why we do this. So the show is, man. Um, I'll probably post this in the afternoon around noon because I think that's the best time to post something. Um, so this will be posted tomorrow. Good. I hope everyone enjoyed it. No, if you stayed it. on for this long no, to listen, listen to you it. You want a pro tip? You are a true fan. Wait, wait, you want a pro tip? Check this out, Josh. Here's What's a pro that? tip. When you say post it, you mean tweet it? Or do you mean you're going to make it? Tweet it, it? yeah, it's, yeah. Is it going to be public? Okay, so it's going to be public immediately. Okay, good. Because that's what I would recommend is that you, you want it available now. It's always public immediately, it. but most people don't go in and talk to you. I tweet it tomorrow at noon. Gotcha. Got it. All right, cool. Well, I'll retweet it. Give that to the power of the people, right? Yes, right. sir. All right, man. All right, brother. Well, it was nice talking to you. Uh, you have a great rest of your night, and um, you know, thanks for hearing me out. Um, wasn't expecting right. to get into Thanks, that Josh. type of stuff, but we did. We did it. All right, brother. You hey, take man. care, all right? Hey, oh, and people, if, you, if you're out there. We did do it. If you want to check out my podcast, uh, my podcast is at Entitled Town on Twitter, and you can uh, download it on iTunes. And I'm at that Dave Brown. So, you know, it's been great. I only, I only wish that your friends. Um, and it's way better than mine. It's way more well produced. I, well, I wish that your I wish that your uh, your listener um, I can't remember her name, but she called in when Ironhead was on. Um, she was like the accidental yep, caller yep. who turned out to be a great guest or slash host. Uh, I forgot her name, but yeah, she, was, she great. was great. And I wish she, I I I only wish she had stopped by. It would have been nice to say hello. To her. But um, okay, I know I was trying to Fire get her to come on one of these nights. We should. Let's, all right, brother. Get, you take care. All right. Head back on. All right, man. Take care. We'll we'll uh, we'll try to get one. Um, we'll try to get another one. Uh, maybe going um, in a couple weeks or so after that Ravens game or after the Eagles game. So we'll uh, we'll try to figure it out. But um, yeah, we'll definitely get it going again. And uh, thanks for coming on, like always. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, brother. Take care. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.